So in honor of my first Light Your World conference, go with me to Scripture. We're going to go to Matthew, that great Sermon on the Mount. And I don't know, Matt and I didn't get together on this, but he's already shared this Scripture on Sunday morning. He's got another one of my Scriptures I'm going to share today, this morning. And uh, so we don't share the same notes, but we share the same God, right? The same Bible, right? Holy Spirit leads. So uh, Matthew chapter 5. And just going to read these powerful, relevant verses, 14, 15, and, and 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Can we pray? I need it. I need it. I don't know if you do, but let's just pray. Father, we thank you for who you are, first and foremost. I thank you for the godly generational heritage of Destiny Church and, and the impact that they've had on reaching souls for Jesus throughout the world. And, of course, this greater San Antonio Area. God, I, I just pray right now that you, uh, there would be a whole lot less of me and a whole lot more of you, Lord. I pray that you prepare the, not only the ears but the hearts of the people to receive at least a word that will encourage them, or that will draw them closer to you, that will get them to focus on you just a little bit more. And then not to just be hearers, but empower us by your Holy Spirit to be doers of what we're going to hear this morning. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. All God's people said... Amen. Amen. What a privilege it is to follow Jesus and to be called to serve him with our lives. Uh, and along, but along with this privilege and calling come a lot of responsibilities, don't they? There's a lot of weight that is put on us, maybe even pressures that we find when we are in ministry. Because we're human. We're human. My son sent me a little thing yesterday and it said something about how most people forget that that, that, that shepherds are actually sheep as well, right? We, we got real lives that we're, we're living at the same time as we're trying to lead so many others. Real lives because we live in a sinfully broken world with other, emphasis on other, imperfect people. The Bible says, does it not? The sun rises on the good and the evil. It rains on the just as well as the unjust. And so we all inevitably go through the ups and downs that, that life brings. We have our mountaintop experiences and we, we, have, we have circumstances in the deepest valleys and everywhere in between. And so goes, as I found out, life. Hard times. I mean tough situations, whether it's family or children, grandchildren, our health, our churches, our finances, relational issues. They... They, they never seem to stop coming. And so as Jesus followers, we will always have these ongoing challenges and circumstances in life. And so we, 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 we read this word, and, and knowing that we have these days and these seasons, and it says, you are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men. And there's some of these days I said, really? I'm not feeling too bright right now, right? I, I, feel, I feel like a 20-watt light bulb. Is what I feel like, right? Maybe a three watt if you're an LED. 
And now you want to, I want to, the desire is there, but you just, you just aren't that, that bright. Illumination bright, not, not, okay, so. One of the hardest things that I've found to do, not, not just in ministry, but in being a follower of Jesus, because we're all a witness, right? We're all, we're all ministers, which really means servants of the most high God. One of the most difficult things to do is, is being a light to all men when you're just not feeling very bright. Because although we're called, right, and we're, we're important, what eventually happens is we, we begin to rely on our own strengths. We begin to rely on our own abilities, and, and when we do that, we even become less bright. I'm convinced the only way to be a light in this life, following Jesus and, and being empowered with, with the commands that, that he gives us, going through the trying situation of life, is to remember these two imperative things. Number one, who God is. And number two, who we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ. Sometimes, sometimes we need to just reinforce some of these things in our life when we get it caught up into the busyness of ministry and, 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 and life begins to just consume us and cave in all around us. We need to remind ourselves of his infinite attributes, right? his intrinsic character traits that he has passed on to us when we were reborn. And so for the next few minutes, I just want to focus on one. Only once all I have time for, right? You know, when I was, Matt invited me to this conference last year, some situations came up, wasn't able to make it, he invited me back again this year, and I prayed about it for a while, and I just, I can't say no to Matt twice in a row, knowing that I have still had some things ahead of me, and so I said yes by faith. But you know what, relative to my title of this message is, I, you know what, I mean, if nothing else, I've got hundreds of sermons, maybe I'll just grab one that would appropriately fit in a missions conference. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? Take a little of the pressure off. And the Holy Spirit said, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. You're going down there as a vessel for my glory. You're going down there as a mouthpiece for who I am. And I want you to just go down to San Antonio and you tell them people this. God is faithful. Julie and I can't be the only ones going through some tough times and some difficult situations. Maybe I'll try these guys over here. Right? We can't be the only ones going through some hard times in life while ministering and being light to the world. We can't be. I, I, I know we're not. We're all human. We're all human. And so this morning I'm going to talk about God's faithfulness. Steadfast. Firm. Right? It's who he is. I love it when I, God can't help being who he is. He can't help himself. And aren't you glad for that? Especially knowing him as we, as we know him. And so the only chance that we have of being faithful ourselves is knowing and believing and walking in his faithfulness. It's because of him and who he is. Now, Paul told Timothy, right, what he said. He said, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. Because he can't deny himself, right? And so I, I don't know what point it was, but I finally figured out that, that you know what? This life is not ever going to be easy. 
right, you're just getting, getting over one hurdle or through, through, through one valley and you begin to ascend on that mountaintop. Everybody's searching out for that mountaintop experience. I don't know. I finally told myself, stop it. Right? It's not, not going to happen. And if you are there, you're only going to be there for a little while. If you ever get there, get ready to get knocked off. Something will allow you to get there. And I, I'm beginning to find out what it is. It's, it's God calling us to himself. It's God wanting to reveal himself to us in a new way and in a, in a new and a, in a greater, greater measure. Whenever I think that I'm going to get through this, life's going to be a little easier. It never is. I just get bummed out. I get just bummed out. I, 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 just, I just know that through hard lessons of life, resolve and, and determination, right, and grit, it, it's, just, it's just never enough. And I find myself in need. And what I don't need is... Five strategies for a successful ministry at that time. I don't need seven steps to a better life now. I need God's faithfulness in my life. I need to cry out to Jesus. We sang it on Sunday. He's our way maker, our miracle worker, right? Our promise keeper. He is the light of the world, right? And it goes on to say, even when we don't see it, he's faithful. Even when we don't feel it, he's faithful. He's working. He's working. And it goes on. And he never stops working. And he never, never, never stops working. And I'm so glad that his faithfulness, it never stops working because there's plenty of times that I do. Just being real and honest with you. But God is faithful to meet us at our point of need. And we're, we're currently on a sabbatical. <laughs> and so people ask, well, you're, you're going to be speaking at a missions conference? I thought you were on a sabbatical. Well, first of all, I don't even know what a sabbatical is, right? <laughs> I, 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 I haven't even been, been, been pastoring for five years. And some of you are saying, good Lord, I've been pastoring for 40 years. I never had a sabbatical. Listen, I love you. Shame on you. <laughs> but we had some extenuating circumstances with some family health situations. Our house was... Uh, Infected with, with mold and two different sources, we had to empty the whole house through. A third of our stuff went in the dumpster, third in storage, a third in our garage. I can't even get my vehicles in. And that's a problem in January in Minnesota. <laughs> right. We got some things back into function. I got some of the walls patched in. We're walking on plywood floors and, and wood treads. And, 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 and you know what? I don't care about that stuff. Because God is, brought, God is bringing us through. I'll take, I'll, I'll take more of God's faithfulness and a little less carpet any day of the week, right? I just know this, that throughout all of life, wherever I've been, whatever I've needed, I'm telling you, he's been there before, and I know that he'll be there again. God is faithful. And so I, I, it got me to my, what am I going to call this message? I'm going to say, scrap the backup plan. Scrap your backup plan. I know we, we, if we're honest with ourselves and our human tendency and that flesh gets involved and we need to crucify it, as Paul said, but, but we, it's so easy to come up with a little backup plan. You know, in case, in case God doesn't show up when we need him to show up. In case he doesn't think, do things the way that, that we think they should be done, we begin to devise this, this backup plan. And I, I, I just, why, what are you doing? You're, you're coming up with a backup plan. Uh, for a God that spoke this world into existence. 
for a God that's giving you the breath that's pumping through your lungs and the, and the, and the blood that's pumping in your heart right now. Really? You're going you're gonna to have a backup plan for him? God is faithful. God is faithful. It's in my opinion that we're all in one of three places. Where I believe God is either wanting or waiting for his perfect timing to either lead you out, get you through, or bring you in to the next thing that he has for you. We're in one of those three places. And I, I realize there's some overlap in those, but you can find yourself in that. And, and so I just want to get to three quick points this morning in relation to that and where you are all at this morning, wherever it is on this spectrum of God getting you, uh, bring, you know, bringing you out, getting you through or bringing you into what, what he has for you. And so my first point is that God has been faithful to save. Aren't you grateful that God's been, first of all, to save us from the bondage and the, of sin and, and the deliverance of, uh, of selfishness and, 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 and the power of death. I mean, it's why we do what we do. It's what we're called for, too, as Pastor Kerry shared yesterday, to fulfill that great commission. To go into all the world and preach the gospel. Bring the love of Jesus to these, to these people. And so now with our hearts regenerated and our, our spirits alive and, and, and renewed and, and, and we're full of gratitude, we serve him knowing what he's done for us and for all. It's now our job to tell the world. And so as a reminder, this is, this is, this is who we are in Christ. This is what we've been called to do. You are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men. And most of us living as lights don't have as much trouble believing this command by Jesus as we do living it, showing it. But being saved and redeemed and called, it doesn't remove the consequences of a sinful world and imperfect people. We are and we coexist with flawed, imperfect people as well as ourselves. Everybody has issues. I have mine. You, you have yours. We never, never know what the next day is going to bring, do we? But our God, our good God allows things to take place in our life. Wait a minute. God causes or allows trying, hard, difficult times in your life? Absolutely, he does. He absolutely does. And Because I, I, I figured this out. Matt, he's either sovereign or he's not. This book is either true or it's not. All of it, right? Infallible, inerrant. And if a part of it is not, I might as well throw it all out my, over my shoulder and get to my backup plan. But that's not the case. I've tested it and I've tried it. And I've failed miserably. This is God's word and it is true. And as Pastor Matt, so well, uh, I think he spoke on this already. I was in prayer. I didn't know where he went to. But let me just read Colossians 1, 16 and 17. Because for by him all things were created there in heaven and on earth. Invisible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. If that's true, God is faithful to get me through whatever, whatever situation it is, whatever, wherever I find myself. So part of God's faithfulness is knowing and allowing what's best for us, what's best for our eternity. And so whether we're emanating God's presence from within or, or we're reflecting God's glory as he, as he shines on us, we need to remember that we're going to be required to let our lights so shine before all men while going through some really tough consequences and, and situations and, and tough times. It's, it's just life. So no matter what place or position 
life circumstances find you in now. I'm just here to proclaim and declare God is faithful uh, to save you from your troubles, from your frustrations, and from your disappointments, right? No matter what it is, God's, God's word and his promise that, that he'll work all things, all things for good to those that, that love God. All the more reason to draw closer to God, to know him, know him more, as, as Matt mentioned, there, he's infinite. He's infinite in who he is. He wants to reveal himself. And so God has already established his, his faithfulness to save our souls, us from our troubles. The second thing to remind us this morning is God is faithful to sustain. God is faithful to give us his word so that, that we can know who he is and, and we can under, come to understand who we, who we are in Christ so that, we can, so that we can be a witness, Pastor Jason of what he has already proved to be done and, and established who he is, and, and we just need to take his word for ourselves, and we can walk in the power of God's word. I, I loved what you, you said last night, Pastor Jason, about just read the word of God whether you understand it or not. One minister referred to this as God's change agent. And when you put the anointed word of God through your mind and, 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 and into your prayers, I'm telling you, your life will change. Right? It's, it's a way uh, that God is revealing himself as being faithful. And his word is, 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 is so, so important. Simply relying on something other than God's word and his faithfulness, I found this, it gets you in trouble every time. It gets you in trouble every time. It reminded me back in, when I was younger. When I was younger, I used to drive motorcycles and something called snowmobiles. Anybody, that's what I thought. You guys know what a snowmobile is? We got, we got, one, we got one gal, a couple gals, a couple, all right. One thing that these things had in common is they, they, they could go at a tremendous rate of speed and rather quickly. And any time that that gets mixed with darkness, trouble, trouble comes. Right? Reason is because is you're overdriving your lights. You're overdriving the vision that you have to what's, what's, what's coming up. Right? Thank God for God's word. God's word. is It's a, the lamp under our feet. It's a light unto our path. And so we... We, 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 we need to be careful that we're not going too fast in life, trying to depend on our backup plan, missing the, the, the light and the vision that God has for us, out ahead of us, right? Sometimes, even as Christians, we, we overdrive our, our lights. We begin to worry about things that we, we can't see. We begin to worry about things that are, what, what's coming up, uh, up ahead of us? But I believe with the, without the right perspective, we exacerbate our issues by looking past them a little bit too far. Because we have this tendency to live past today and begin to look at tomorrow and the next day and the next day, dwelling on the what ifs and the why nots and the, and the how comes. God can't prove himself faithful when your mind is distracted into those kind of things. When you start leaning on your backup plan, both of these approaches, yielding to the flesh or attempting to take tomorrow into our own strength, that's just not God's will. And life at this speed is living in darkness, and the inevitable consequences crash and burn. I had a couple of those. I had a few of those. And that's why I love Matthew. Matthew 6.33 is actually one of my, I write it on every graduate's card. It's one of my very, very favorite verses. And right after Matthew 6.33 is 34. I'm drinking smart water. 
Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient, right, for, sufficient for today is its own trouble. And so just don't bring tomorrow's burdens into today. These shoulders, your shoulders, everybody just touch your shoulders, right? Yeah, they, 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 God didn't create them. They weren't made to take on some of these burdens and the weights that we take on. When we get our eyes off of God and his faithfulness in our lives and begin depending on our backup plan. Mercies. Mercies are, are, are so important. I found them to be a lifeline for me. If we're not watchful, we can exchange, exchange faith-filled mercies right, for worrisome anxieties. What a mistake. Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because he, his compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. I hope in him. His mercies, the goodness, kindness, and, and faithfulness. Our mission for today is to live with the mercies of God that he supplied for us today. Doesn't that make sense? Don't try getting by on, on, don't try storing up God's mercies. You know, you didn't need them last week or yesterday. You know you got a tough week coming up. Here you are worrying about tomorrow when today has enough troubles of its own. And you're going to use God's mercies that he had for you last week, uh, tomorrow. Listen, it's not going to work. That's not who God is. That's not what God's faithfulness is. Like the manna that he provided to the children of Israel, right? It was for that day. And then it would rot and go away. Because God wanted to prove himself faithful and he was going to provide manna for the next day. So are his mercies. So are his mercies. Stop storing them up. Right? Use them. If you're not going to use your mercies today, will you pass them on to me? I could use them. To... Trust me, I'll exhaust them. And so, so our, our faithful God is going to give us brand new mercies for tomorrow. And then for the next day. And then for the next day. It's who he is. His faithfulness is for today. He's got plenty of faithfulness for tomorrow. Faithful to save. He's faithful to sustain. Lastly this morning, he's faithful to succeed. He's faithful to succeed. You know, God is undefeated. God is undefeated. I'm so glad that I'm on his team. Amen. I, I, I love, I hate spoilers. I record a lot of sports so I can burn through the commercials, right? And there's nothing like being out at a restaurant and somebody pulls out that stupid phone and says, hey, blah, 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 the Vikings lost. What a buzzkill. <laughs> I hear that a lot. I, I, I don't know what. Yeah. Good point. Faithful to succeed, we learn to trust his future faithfulness by remembering his past faithfulness. Listen, if he did it for you before, he's going to do it for you again. You see a little theme here. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So whether he's getting you out of something, whether he's getting you through something or bringing you into something, he's got you covered. His faithfulness is more than enough to meet you at your need. 1 Thessalonians 5.24, he who calls you, how many here are called this morning? He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. And this is what I love. 
I don't have to depend on my backup plan. I don't have to depend on my own strengths and abilities. Thank God. Right? I believe this, that all of his exhortations, all of his commands, right, all, all that he calls us to do, it can only be carried out and accomplished with help from him and the empowerment of his Holy Spirit that resides in us, that should be alive and well in us. And it just stirs. When, every time I read the word of God, I can just sense the Holy Spirit in me stirring, stirring and, 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 and preparing and, 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 and getting the, the word, that change agent of God's word in the very depths of my heart, my spirit, and my soul. And one thing we find out after living as a Christian is how demanding it is, that it is. It's demanding. It demands something from us, and I, I so appreciate it because God wants to do life with us, yeah. right? Some of you might be praying to move mountains. I, I, I heard this or read this. I don't know where, and if that's you, listen, if you're praying for God to move mountains, expect to wake up to a shovel tomorrow morning, <laughs> right? Faith without works is dead. God wants to do life with us. Now, that doesn't mean that God's expecting you to move that entire mountain with your shovel. He just wants you to help a little bit, right? You know what it's like, if you, those of you that remember doing something with your dad, it's like, you know, you and your dad took on a project and you, you, you completed it and finished it and you were able to come in and say, look at what dad and I built. You know, you might have pounded one nail or put in one screw or one stroke of the brush, but you did it together. God's just like that with his children, the faithfulness of God. Because while he watches you take a few shovels, maybe by the time you're wiping the sweat off of your brow, he says to that mountain, be gone and cast it into the sea. The faithfulness and the power of God's word. Are you sure that's right? No, I'm just kidding. Man. Let me just let me just come into this this place here. True faith is trusting God and His faithfulness when you don't understand. God will give you what you need when you need it, so that He might help you develop that faith and trust the desires as you as. As, as you desire those things. There's this great quote. Trusting him is not about everything turning out okay. It's about being okay no matter how things turn out. That's when you know God. That's when you know the faithfulness of God. I, I, I thank the Lord for all that he's got me through. And I, I know I've got plenty to go through. We, we, he's getting us out of something right now. He's, he's going to get us through it. And he's bringing us into something else. I, I know this for a fact. You know why? Because so many times in my life, he's done it before. He's going to do it again. And I might never have known God like I know him had he not allowed or caused me to go through those difficult times. I've come to love this church. I love Matt. I don't know his brothers that well. But I'm telling you what, the bellboys know God in a way that some of us will never know God. Because of the things that they've gone through. That God's faithfulness has brought them through. And God will bring you through. Whatever it is that you're in the middle of, you're looking for hope to get out of it, or, or, or maybe you're just like, God, what's next for me? Right? By faith, because God does have something next. God does have something next for us. He, he, never, he, never, he never leaves things unfinished. Right? He's the author and finisher of, of our faith. And so whatever your situation, trial, test, or valley is, listen, it's not going to last forever. But God's faithfulness will. Right? God bless you.